I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The headline from Syria today is familiar. Shelling continues and the conflict grows. But there are key developments to report as well. Russia today warned against any foreign power taking unilateral action in Syria. The comment by the Russian foreign minister is seen as a direct response to what President Obama said yesterday. Obama threatened enormous consequences if Syrian President Bashar al-Assad used chemical or biological weapons or even moved them in a menacing way. On the ground, Syria's biggest city, Aleppo, is now fully engulfed in the conflict between regime forces and rebels. A Japanese journalist was killed in the city yesterday amid the growing violence. Martin Chulov with Britain's Guardian newspaper is just outside Aleppo. Martin, you've just spent almost a week inside the city. What's going on there? What's the scene? Very intensive fighting in Aleppo, as you say, uh, certainly in the southwest of the city where the clashes have been relentless for the best part of five days now. Jets bombing from above, the tanks shelling from afar, and in the suburb of Salah Adin, which was the rebel stronghold, it is now occupied by regime forces who are trying to inch forward into neighboring areas. Uh, there is a, a very deadly, very lethal two-way fight, often room to room or building to building taking place there. Uh, but in the rest of the city, sporadic shelling, an eerie sort of emptiness, a, a deep sense of foreboding, certainly in the eastern part where the rebels ostensibly control most of that section of the city. Very few shops open, very few people around, and uh, a state of full siege in Aleppo. In, in military terms, Martin, are, are you able to get a sense of what's happening? Who's on the offensive? Who's on the defensive? Well, it's, it's variable. Uh, the regime clearly has the upper hand as long as it controls the skies, and it does. It has been deploying its air force extensively. Uh, Syrian Air Force jets are bombing key strategic targets, particularly FSA headquarters and bases, and uh, parts of the city where the fighting is, is taking place. And they have changed the dynamic, especially in Salah Adin, which, as I said, was the rebel Alamo. The, the jets that were striking from above proved um, too overwhelming for the rebels down below to sustain. They did withdraw, and regime forces eventually did move in. Now, you met some foreign jihadis there in Aleppo, uh, Martin. How many are there, and where are they from? Well, the foreign jihadists we saw yesterday had just arrived at the front line. Uh, there, were, there were four of them who had just arrived. We were told uh, very reliably by, by them and by others that um, there were about 30 foreign jihadists who had made their way into the heart of Salah uh, Elsewhere in Syria, we are told reliably, and we have also seen some jihadists uh, elsewhere who have made it to towns and villages near Aleppo and Idlib and haven't yet come into the city itself. I think a, a reasonable estimate of the numbers of them would be around about 200. Uh, they are trying to attach themselves to rebel units. Um, one one jihadist unit is trying to set up its own leadership structure. But they're coming from everywhere. Uh, there's an Algerian we saw yesterday, a Saudi, a Pakistani, a Senegalese. There are a couple of Chechens around, some Libyans. Mm. Basically, the Islamic diaspora, they are starting to turn up, and it, it has been that way for the past month to five weeks. Experienced fighters? The guys we saw yesterday said that they had fought in Iraq. Um, some of them are young. Um, some of them uh, haven't fought, but uh, they, they seem determined to make this a place where they make a stand for uh, their definition of jihad. Um, you know, um, there have been lots of yeah. warnings, Martin, about foreign intervention in Syria, that it, that it might cause the conflict to spill into the wider region. What did the people in Aleppo tell you about foreign intervention? Are they for it or against it? 
Well, there's certainly for getting the jets out of the sky. I mean, universally, amongst the rebel supporters, they do want a no-fly zone. And they don't care who enforces it or how, how it's enforced, but they, they seem to realise that while these MiGs are up there bombing them, they cannot win this uh, this war. So they'd be very, very uh, enthusiastic about uh, any, any development there. At the same time, they realise that um, it's, it's very difficult for... Uh, an American president to do with an election a few months away. They think that uh, perhaps after November there may be a change in thinking. Uh, in terms of uh, the support, the foreign support, we do hear a lot uh, in, in recent days from people who say that if the West aren't going to help us, then the Islamic groups will, and we will welcome their support, even given the difficulties that this poses. As we know, it potentially changes the dynamic. Um, they, they're aware of that too, but they say that we do need some support and we're prepared to turn to these guys if nothing is coming from the West. Martin Julov, reporter with Britain's Guardian newspaper, speaking with us from just outside Aleppo, Syria. Martin, thank you very much. Take care. You're welcome.